Welcome to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast, making health and safety as important as everything else we do in business. Hi, and welcome to the uh, Interest in Health and Safety podcast. This week, uh, I'd like to introduce you to, to a bit of a hero of mine, a guy called Rory Underwood. Um, Rory was a Leicester Tigers player for many years, um, and I think that's why he's a hero, really, because I'm, I'm a Leicester Tigers uh, season ticket holder. Um, he also played uh, played international rugby for England. Has, a, has been the, the highest try scorer, forty nine tries for uh, for his country. He also scored a, a try for the for the uh, for the Lions as well. So he got 50, 50 international tries, which is an uh, amazing effort. Uh, he was also a fighter fighter pilot in the RAF um, and, and flew fast jets at low level. Um, and um, uh, and for the last I don't know, fifteen or twenty years, he's um, he's had a, um, a a sort of a consultancy which has been helping businesses to to develop and grow, and uh, and that's what we're going to talk a little bit about uh, in this first episode. It's going to be over two episodes because we were we were chatting for well over a, an hour. Um, so I'm not going to say any more. Um, I'll introduce you um, um, to Rory, and uh, I'll speak to you at the end. I really just um just really you know wanted to wanted to thank you for coming along. Can you sort of explain a little bit about you know what it is what it is that you're, you're doing now? So I think a lot of people know what you've done in the past, but what are you yeah, doing? What are you doing now? Well, I suppose it all starts back when I left the military and left um, the Royal Air Force. I was planning to go and become an airline pilot. I got my my airline transport pilot's license. I'd spoken to um, sort of the big wigs in BA, and I set myself up. Um, but because the game changed radically in 95, 96, when the game came professional, mm-hmm. suddenly I was in a position where, with my background, I could earn a bit of money. So I was doing events, speaking at events, I was being asked to speak at all sorts of different things. And and partly because of what I did in um, 96, 97, which is when I um, got involved in human factors in the Royal Air Force, I did crew resource management, where I went to be trained as a facilitator, went and got uh, trained up in uh, crew resource management and was then uh, responsible for running a, uh, a crew resource management course for uh, air crew. That really got me thinking about um, the whole context of performance mm-hmm. um, from a human factors point of view. And that was, that was really, that was the catalyst where I am now, without a doubt. And from just standing up in front of a crowd and just speaking about rugby and flying and and stories to then trying to think about how can I apply that in a business context that was the whole catalyst mm. and long story short various things happened that suddenly an opportunity came to um, run a course uh, there's a couple of guys that I've been speaking to just about other stuff and we thought we'll give it a go run a, a program for this company it went really well and decided to go down that line rather than join join the airlines mm-hmm. um, I mean you know as far as I was concerned I'm <laughs> You know, I was flying jets at low level and whizzing around, and basically, and most 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 parts agree, but wouldn't acknowledge it publicly. But you're a glorified bus driver, really, mm. in a in a big airline. Mm. So, um, you know, that was that was what got me into the into the, what started out as a, as as team building. Mm-hmm. I would, I mean, I'm still in the team building sense. To be honest with you, I, I still do. It's just that the connotation of team building in most people's eyes tends to be. You know, running around um, in in teams and yeah, cut shirts and yeah. battle, yeah, um, paintballing stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is really great fun, and I and I got a lot of time for it. But we were also more around um, the sort of harder stuff of the soft stuff with regards to how teams work uh, within business in the classroom and getting things sorted out from that perspective, psychometric uh, profiling, um, 
very much combining sort of thinking about it as well as the doing and discussing that and how you work together. Mm. So that's what that's what started me out, mm-hmm. and so I, I ran a business with these two guys um, until basically the crash in two thousand and eight. And obviously things got very difficult. I decided it was an opportune time for me to go off and do my own thing. So I left and set up Wingman. Mm-hmm. Pretty much doing their own, the, the same thing, but just being my own boss. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's 10 years. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's it takes a while as you go into these sort of things. I'm sure in your business, when you started out, you, you think you're going down one way and you start going down another way. And it's just, it depends a lot of these things, how uh, things develop with regards to your clients and people you meet. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been an interesting journey and what I'm doing now falls into one, doing development programs for individuals in businesses. So it's very much about helping people develop themselves as managers and leaders, mm-hmm. um, to around the team. So specifically if I'm dealing with, with teams, so other management teams, senior teams, executive teams, really not only developing them as individuals, but as a team as well, and really get them to understand how they can work together to be uh, more effective as a team. From an organizational perspective, which is the really um, growth area I see moving forward, is around trying to get organizations to understand, or the leaders of organizations to understand, how do you create the right environment where everybody can operate at a high performance level? Because mm-hmm. um, I, I go into business a lot and, and see successful businesses and the numbers are all great but when you go into them and you speak to all the people there's, there's just this sort of sense of drag mm. you know there's a lot of things not quite right and not quite going because there's not quite the same clarity and don't be there's, there's silos and fundamentally cross-functioning across businesses it's never as um, uh, as efficient and effective as it could be and so you know it's that the question always comes to my mind always was you think you're being successful but you know are your people in your organizations actually um, fulfilling the maximum potential that they're doing and if you don't create the right environment for them to achieve that well you never get the best out of them mm-hmm. so you know so that the, the throwaway phase how can you be faster higher and do it with less effort mm-hmm. is the sort of mm-hmm. thinking there and so that's that's an area that's really exciting that I'm getting involved with at the moment um, and then all the sort of um, you know, backup software, dashboards, um, all the sort of stuff that makes sure that you can measure it and understand it and see how it's going. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the way the, the breadth of it's gone. It's been really exciting mm-hmm. um, and really enjoying it. And so that's that's my that's my day job now. You know, we've grown from three people starting ten years ago now, so I've got like eight people on the business now. So wow. so so really enjoying it. And 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 I love what I love about it is. You, you go into a different organisation, and there's a lot of similarities with the issues that there are with people. Because fundamentally, you know, I was, people say, do you, "Oh, do you realise you're in insurance? Are you doing?" No, no, no. I just have to, you know, it's, it's people. So I don't know any difference. A lot of people in this business. Mm-hmm. Then I'm there to help people work together to achieve for the business. Um, but when you go into different organisations, it's fascinating. I mean, mm-hmm. one of our clients recently, they do pumps and filters and stuff like that. Seems pretty boring. But you go in and find out about what they're trying to do with domestic and commercial boilers and what they're doing and what they're selling and the technology and some of the smart technology and AI technology that's coming into it. You go, wow, it's, that's quite interesting mm-hmm. to then, like yourself, we discussed going down into quarries and mm-hmm. seeing how that works. And, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things I enjoy about the job. You know, I've been into some, in my 20 years of being a consultant, I've been left the military, mm-hmm. so many different fields of, of, of the world of business and you find out, you know, mm-hmm. 
how some of these things work. You just, just didn't realise and took for granted. Mm. Hey, I mean, it's coming across. You just love what you do, and that's. Uh, I do. It is a challenge. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like you work yeah. for yourself. Yeah. It is yeah. a challenge yeah. since, mm-hmm. since the, the, the work we did before. And there are times when you know it's uh, it's a slog when you're driving on the motorways and trying mm-hmm. to find business. But then the slog when you work with people and there's a lot of great people out there. And 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 when you work with them, when you you uh, develop that uh, mutually beneficial relationship where you're helping both of each other out, then mm-hmm. that's 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 a great symbiotic relationship to be in. So when you when you go into an organisation, then um, you know. You, you know, I mean, what I what I find a lot of is there's there's there are key people that have really have really got the passion, and you know, and and, and I suppose no no, I've got an idea of the direction and the purpose mm. that they've got in a business, but aren't always able to sort of channel that. Is yeah. is, is that what you're working with? Then? Well, there's a wide variety of things because um, the area that I'm really targeting is 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 you could argue the sort of the real growth area in the in the small SME because of. That five to fifty million pound area, mm-hmm. primarily because a lot of the things I'm trying to get people to think about, the big businesses have got people that are paid a lot of money to be doing that. So the CEOs, the HR directors, the learning development managers, all that sort of stuff. But when you get down to smaller businesses, a lot of them don't. There'll be a owner director who started the business, maybe with a few friends or colleagues, and they started the business, grow it, and they've suddenly gone from like I've done three to eight, and the next thing you know, I've got fifty people, and I've got hundred people, and they're going, "Oh my God, what, 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 you know, mm-hmm. just blink my eyes, and suddenly we're this big." Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, they're they're just sort of, as you do when you're growing like that, you're just doing what you need to do with the business, and suddenly you go, fifty people, I've got managers, I've got a well, how do I make sure they're doing the right thing? How do I make sure we're all talking the same language? Mm-hmm. How, why why are they over there doing that? And, and those sort of things are the things that um, tend to be missed out. So there's no sort of consolidation. There's no sort of uh, understanding all the processes, make sure people are, are aligned, streamlined to what's going on. How do you make sure, you know, when you when you have to hire your first manager, mm-hmm. that's a real challenge because you want to start delegating a lot of responsibility that person, well, it should be, yep. but of course what you find a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. They still hire managers to do what they want to do, but then they still tell them what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's half the challenge for a lot of uh, entrepreneurial type thinking people who start their own businesses and become successful, mm-hmm. but still hang on to the reins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's in some ways uh, there are some people who are very great at start businesses and create success, but there comes a point where their skill set is not conducive to what the, the business is, mm-hmm. and they don't recognise that they're sometimes the biggest barrier to that success of that business. Mm-hmm. But letting go is a very difficult thing to do, yeah, I and I get that. Um, and I, I come across several sort of entrepreneurs, like thinking leaders, who've been built very successful businesses and they are so frustrated with their their sort of sense of what people that work from are doing and not doing mm. and they don't get it why they don't get it and they don't understand why it's simple they should just why don't they get it right but of course their mind thinks in a different way to other people so, so a lot of what you're doing then is, is is trying to reprogram those individuals a little bit to, to a certain extent some of them yeah it's, to be honest with you, it's, it's individuals as well as teams mm. Um, what I've found in the 20 years I've been out there is that the business world predicates itself very much to the individual, primarily because of several factors. I think the speed of communication has got to a stage where information is readily available. Mm. You know, 20 years ago when I first started in, in consultancy, you got a fax at the end of the day for some businesses and it told you results for the day and you mm. discuss it and whatever and think, right, we must put these things to place for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Whereas now... Mobile phone, mm-hmm. information live, and it's, got, <gasps> it's moved point zero zero one. Let's mm. and you and 
So for me, there's the tail wagging the dog. There's a lot of that, but there's a lot of reaction going to information that's coming. So information is great, but it's how you use it. Um, and because of uh, the desire for money, making money, saving money, doing all sorts around money, money is a very easy, tangible thing to measure. Mm-hmm. So when you get everything's based around reactive type stuff, based against targets around money, well, how do you measure behavior, teamwork, culture, mm-hmm. and all the stuff that when you speak to people, they'll recognize that if you get the right culture, you get the right team, you get a good team, it creates success in business. Mm-hmm. And yet, for a lot of people in business, they don't understand what is a team, how to measure a good team. They know when a bad team is, mm-hmm. and they think they know when a good team is, but you know, even a good team, how do you know that team is actually delivering as much as it could, it could, be, it could Are be. you fulfilling its potential or mm-hmm. not? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that that's been frustrating me for the last 20 years or so in the Mm. context of people tend to concentrate a lot on the what and not so much the how. Mm. But what invariably happens is spend a lot of time faffing with the how because they're trying to pick up the pieces but they don't know Mm. how to look after the how. Mm -hmm. And and part of it is, and I I completely understand, there's an element of the how is intangible. Mm. And so that's why it's, oh, you know, why do I want to spend X um, pounds with you to do some team and that sort of stuff? Where's my ROI? Mm. You know, what, how can I prove whatever? And that's, that's, that's the mindset for some people who find it very difficult to understand. But then again, you get some people who do get it, who mm. do understand that um, we're getting a bit bigger now. We need to get people attuned, aligned and whatever. I'm, I'm saying stuff, but it's not quite working. Come and help me. How am I doing it? How am I understanding it? I've got the right people. Are they all aligned, etc.? There's a lot of that sort of um, uh, simple stuff that people start a business app with one, two people, and it's all talking to each other. It seems natural, and suddenly there's like a I wouldn't say a switch, but there's a certain situation about crikey, yes, we have got to size where I need to think about that sort of stuff. Because when you're only four or five people in an office, you chat across the table. There's no need to have those formal processes and stuff. Mm. But then suddenly when you get 20 or 50 or 100, you do have to have something. And of course, a lot of people think you go from naught to 100. You know, it's like there's a, there's a sudden switch point where you've got to go from being informal to suddenly having formalized, you know, um, bureaucracy to look after 20, 30, 40 people. And it's like, no, it's not that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a sliding scale. There is a, you know, optimum amount of bureaucracy to have commensurate with the size of business you have mm-hmm. such that... People understand what their job is. There's a whole understanding of skills and how they, um, you know, increase the skills to go to the next level they want to go. What's their career pathway? Uh, how do we have meetings? What are the most effective ways of me- having meetings? The right people at meetings. How do we talk to each other? How do we make sure everything's aligned? You know, a number of businesses are going to. They're not big. Um, Ten million pound turnover business. They've got a hundred people working for them, and they've got two or three different departments solving the same problem but in different ways. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've got one client at the moment who's, um, uh, yeah, they're frustrated because they've got no real, because they're growing so quickly, they've got no real performance management system in place. Oh, they've tried several times over the years, but it's just oh, it's filling forms out. Yeah. And there's a couple of new guys have come in, and they're, they're two different, the main parts of the business, and they're both putting in a performance management system, very simple, just job descriptions and very simple roles and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. But the two are inputting it, and they're both doing two slightly different formats right okay okay and i know there's another part of the department that's just about thinking about starting to do their own one as well right there's no centralized system mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and as to where they're storing it you know 
well, one on machine, one's paper-based, one's, mm-hmm. you know, on the HR um, software, but not everybody knows there's a HR software. Uh, and you sort of, you sort of, you, you know, in some ways you're not surprised, but in a ways, you know, you you are surprised because people just don't realise what's going on. So some of the, I mean, the sort of things you've been talking about there, I mean, you've been talking a lot about communication. You know, I think there's, there's a number of times you've spoken about... It's very simple. If, if everybody started talking to each other much more effectively with each other, I'd be out of, you and I'd be out of a job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Safety, a lot of it's about you know, communication, both in the spoken and the, the visual and you know, online sense. It, it so is. I mean, you, know, you, you mentioned something else there about, you know, that, you know, you know why, why would somebody spend this money? You know, what's the, what is the return on investment? And, and again, with, 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 from a health and safety perspective, it's, it's quite difficult for people to get their heads around that, mm. you know, about how they, you know, you know, you know why, why should we invest in this training? Why but should we do is, that? And the thing is, that if you ask everyone, you know, have you ever been in a business where you've had a bad team and you've seen what the effect of a bad team has on the business? Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll say yes. Mm-hmm. So then you reverse the question. I think it was Branson, it might be somebody else, but you know, how much is going to cost to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, here's John. Well, how much is going to cost if we didn't do that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing is, like anything else, you think about cost. If you think about a cost, then your mindset is in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. You've got to think of it as an investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about developing people for the future, and that's the thing that frustrates me. Mm-hmm. You're going to business that's got good people, got real can-do, got a great attitude, you've got people that will die for the business, and you don't invest in them, and you don't give anything back to them, mm-hmm. and such that when you know the proverbial hits the fan, guess what? You're not in the best position to react to that mm-hmm. scenario. So you know, in the good times, you don't invest in your people. You're the ones that we found out in the in the hard times. Mm-hmm. I was chatting. I'm chatting to uh, to a guy yesterday, and we were we were just talking about risk in business and and about how you you don't want to be frightened of it. In actual fact, if you embrace the risk that's in your business and you and you put in the the, the sort of the right the right control and the right process and, and and the right people doing the right jobs, then then you can you can live alongside. I mean, I mean, this company were were dealing with. Um, metal at 2000 degrees centigrade mm. you know so it's 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 really you know really hazardous stuff yeah, yeah. but you can work alongside that if you've got the right people doing the right the right job mm. so when you're when you're going into organizations then are you how much how much of the nitty-gritty are you getting into do you, do you oh massively yeah that's the whole context of it mm-hmm. and that's part of the reason why i enjoy doing it you know i'm, I'm not somebody that just comes in and tops and tails something and i'm the, the figurehead and the trumpeter i'm i'm getting my hands dirty mm-hmm. and that's what i love so i'm dealing with the CEOs, mm-hmm. I'm dealing with the workforce, mm-hmm. and that's, that's, that's where I've seen over the last 20 years, you go and speak to the people at the top and their frustrations about the business, the organisation, and, and, and are they taking too much risk, too little risk, or whatever, and you go and speak to the workforce, and they're saying there's too much risk being taken, or not enough risk being taken, etc. Both, both are talking about the same thing, both are frustrated mm-hmm. about the same things, but they look at it from different perspectives. Yeah. And that's half the bit about the communication. For me, communication is always... You know, we're telling people lots. Yes, is that really communication? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, communication is a two-way process. Yep. Proper communication is only when it's two-way. If mm-hmm. it's one way, it's not as effective as it could be. Mm-hmm. So if you get the old arrow downwards through an organization, it's a big arrow down, and there's a very short, small, thin one going upwards, you're not getting the best out of the organization. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. That's, there's a typical thing where you've got a lot of people, a lot, a lot of experience, knowledge, uh, skill set, uh, potential innovation, all that sort of stuff. And yet, it's one person directing everything mm. and styling everybody's sort of ability to. So therefore, there's a perfect case of uh, people's potential 
not being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. You know, for me to go and fly and do what I need to do, I'm given the basics, I'm given the sort of the parameters and framework around how we fly when we go and fly formation and when we go and, and um, uh, you know, fight. But we then react to the situation according to you know, our skill set and our knowledge. Mm-hmm. Not everything in the book can give you that specific thing of this happens, turn left or right. A lot of it, you've got to make your own mind up. In the game of rugby, you know, there's no exact manual that tells you if, if the ball is kicked in that particular situation. Sure. You, know, you react to the situation because there's so many different permutations of where defenders are signed, the, the mm-hmm. conditions, the situation of the game, all those have an impact mm-hmm. on, on your decision-making. Um, such that, again, you try and create the right environment to create the right environment for the team, understand the tactics, how we're trying to play it. There's a great culture where it's very much, you know, Jeff, Jeff Cook is the same, he used to be the manager of England in, in the night. One of the things he used to say, you know, if somebody, if somebody kicks the ball and everybody goes, oh, what a useless kick. Mm. Well, it'll guaranteed to be a useless kick. Yeah. But if somebody kicks the ball for a reason and you react and, and, and um, follow that kick and chase it as if, didn't make a difference was a good or bad decision mm-hmm. you've got every chance to make it a good decision mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and therein lies this whole sort of mentality of people in the business where if the first reaction is oh, why'd they do that mm-hmm. then how much lack of inertia or lack of momentum are you deflating that whole sort mm-hmm. of um, you know um, balloon in, in trying to move forward so um, there's so much of that that sometimes when you're at the top and you're busy with what you think is important, you're forgetting about some of the stuff that's important. And the, mm-hmm. and the things that challenge a lot of business people in business, a lot of them, because what they're doing is they're so busy about doing what they think is important, you should eventually just doing the business because that's what they started the business. That's what they enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. And I get that, mm-hmm. especially with entrepreneurs. They love that, that real hands-on, making decisions, reacting, yes, no, all that excitement. But if you're doing the business all the time, who's running the business? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the yeah. business has still got to be run. It's got to be run. Yeah. And that's the problem you find yeah. with a lot of that type of thing. And it doesn't have to be out and out entrepreneurs or people who are entrepreneurs, but it's anybody who's in that situation that um, you don't fully understand how to get the best people. You know, people that sort of don't bring the right quality people around them because A, they don't want to pay for it, and B, they're frightened of being made to look stupid, or they may feel as if they'll be usurped. That's the wrong mentality for me. Mm-hmm. Um, What's, what's the phrase I say? So what's the role of a CEO? You know, increase business by this, deliver the business plan. No, your role is to do yourself out of a job, mm-hmm. metaphorically. Mm-hmm. Build a team around you that will do everything and allow you to go and do a more ambassador role as a CEO mm-hmm. and think and more strategic and work with the board or whatever to do it. If you're hands-on micromanaging, you're not the best out of your team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, virtually every organisation I go into, we talk about, how much levels down are they managing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you look at their what their role should be and what they should be doing, everybody's probably a level down too mm-hmm. too much. One of the um, one of the, the most most dynamic companies I ever worked with, they 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 turned their structure chart the other way up. And they put their CEO at the bottom, and then and, and, and then they, they build it up, and they and they said, you know, and their philosophy and their thought process was look, we are here to support the people at the top, which are the uh, which are the, the doers, yeah. you know, the people that are out there doing it. That, that was quite interesting. It is quite interesting, but to me, that's sort of like that's why we're looking at it. 
But if they didn't create the right culture mm -hmm. and create the clarity around how that works, mm -hmm. it wouldn't work. Mm. My whole point is you can have the structure sideways, upside down, inward out, centric out, out in. Mm -hmm. Only that it, it's great, but only work if everybody understand how that works. It's, yeah, that's 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 the point. So let's get that. So you know, for some people, it's going. Oh, the standard hierarchical structure. It doesn't work. We're going to do something differently. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't it work? Mm -hmm. The standard hierarchical structure works in a lot of situations. Yep. There's a relatively hierarchical structure in the military, mm -hmm. and it works for the military because that's the best way for that one. Mm -hmm. Other organisations might not do. You look going to partnership type companies, any sort of um, any of the sort of um, blue sky thinking, uh, you know, innovative. Uh, it's a marketing world, advertising world, TV world, that sort of stuff. There's a lot more need to have that space and thinking, mm -hmm. where having that sort of hierarchical thinking doesn't is not conducive to that. But of course, then you have the real challenges is of you know give them a, give them the space and the, the ability to go and think. But you're in a business; you're still going to deliver at some point. And mm -hmm. and how do you corral them to deliver it at a point when they go? Oh, well, I still need more time and space to to, to think about this and mm -hmm. whatever. I'm being very generic and whatever, but you get the idea. You know, whatever it is, as long as everyone understands. Um, What's our purpose in what we're trying to achieve? At the end of the day, yep. we're still trying to run business and make money so we can all pay ourselves and, and pay our mortgages. Yep. But then how do we work together and how do we have the skill set to deliver what the business needs us to deliver? Mm -hmm. So have we got the people perspective, how we get that right? Mm -hmm. And the final bit, which you've, you asked the question out a while ago about the whole context of communication. You know, all the people you have in your organization, each of them have got chunks of information and data and, and substance and things to offer and give and whatever. And if that ability to be able to garner that in a way that we can all access it in, in the quickest way possible so that we can make the best decision with the best information in a timely fashion. So all the data within an organization. So for me, that's the process of it. Mm -hmm. Well, you're never going to make the best decision. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to hold that information or create a a um, whatever format it is that you share the information there but people can't and not everybody can get into it or it's inefficient or people don't put information so you get re-row you know rubbish in rubbish out mm -hmm. that type of scenario well guess what mm -hmm. so all those different scenarios you're trying to get right to create that right perfect uh, not perfect but you know nothing's ever perfect but you're trying to create the environment where at least you've got a better chance of fulfilling that potential Wow, thank you so much, Rory Underwood. I mean, I I, I really enjoyed the uh, the first part of the uh, the first part of the chat. We're gonna we're gonna be talking a, a bit more um, uh, in the second uh, in the second episode. Um, but you know, just to recap, you know, it's about I suppose it's it's, it's realizing that uh, that you you've got to a stage where where really you need to ask for help. And I think that's uh, you know that that whether it's uh, whether it's going outside of your business or whether it's looking inside your business. You know, having the uh, having the confidence to to make the call and actually say, look, you know, we need some help to to further this business, to take it forward, is um is is important. And and if you can encourage your the people that you're sharp in your business to make those similar calls, then you're um then you're going to be successful. Communication, consultation, you know, it's all in there. Um, <laughs> you're probably maybe getting a little bit bored hearing me say it, but going out and talking to the people in the business is really fundamental. Um, we take we talk um, in the next episode a bit more about about I suppose. 
bit more about blame and and, and divisiveness and and how you sort of uh, how you tackle that. And um, um, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say any more on that. I'm just gonna um, say thank Rory again. And um, and uh, you know in a week or so we'll um, we'll hear the second uh, the second episode. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast. You can follow and engage on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching the Interesting Health and Safety Community or go to www.influentialmg.com. And remember, let's make health and safety as important as everything else we do in business.